0: feels like new words come up in the world yeah but then when the new word comes up you think you're i don't even know what to say here it's just like you hear it once and all of a sudden you hear it everywhere but in that moment you heard it you never heard it before
1: oh yeah it's kind of like me saying joe have you ever heard a little dicky i've been watching the show dave he's like yeah bro since 2019
0: (laughs) 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 but it just was right
1: but it was new to new in my feed i actually think we were nerding out so for all the nerds out there i'll appreciate this okay they Like tech companies, Yeah, just because something show up in your app doesn't mean everyone's getting it too. Right. Because not only is there personalization, like you're getting the shows and songs recommended to you. Right. So. But also they're releasing features at different times to different sets of people. Like they right. might be testing it with you yes. and 10,000 other people. But, like, I don't see it for another two years until they roll it out to everyone. Yeah, All
0: right.
1: So, I mean, so I'm basically str- explaining why I'm not an idiot. No.
0: It just... And, okay, but before you, I had sent you that podcast, had you heard of the word sleep hygiene?
1: I had, yeah. You had. Because okay. I'm, like, way smarter than you. Oh, shut up.
0: <laughs> and I was, like, I heard it. And then Rebecca actually was talking okay. to me, and she said sleep hygiene. And it was, like, two times in one day, which kind of freaked me out.
1: But, to, but- no, to be fair, the, the episode you sent, that was... I'd heard of the phrase, but it's I had never good, thought about it. It's or, like
0: r- routine sleep. It's yeah. like, but <laughs> we have a nice, beautiful new word now.
1: Sleep hygiene. It I just makes just, you sound smarter.
0: Clean. I felt like it was like clean sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just made me laugh. I don't know why. I just had to just talk about it for a minute because it feels like a silly word.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like it doesn't quite connect.
1: Well, I you, think we're
0: trying too hard with that one. How's that? It feels like sleep hygiene is...
1: Like you better be making some kind of contraption that brushes your teeth. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm combs sorry. Your, it's like a pillow it that be, combs your hair. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: You know how we try to... like. Pro- I bet somebody just wants to write a book. Oh, And totally. they're like, yeah. sleep hygiene. <laughs> and I just feel like we're just... Anyways, but it was interesting. I just wanted to say that I've learned a new word. I'm with you. Thank you.
1: That's it. We are rejecting the word. So, exactly, not, not clear. A word.
0: <laughs> but we all should have good sleep hygiene. Mm. But we also should just have good sleep work sleep ha- sleep habits. Is what I've been saying all. I mean, been saying that to us our yeah, whole life. I'm just going to stick
1: with sleeping. Yeah, I just and like sleep. the hygiene part. Can I you-
0: love sleeping. I love going to bed. I love when I go to bed at night. I'm like, I like. You've heard me say it before, but like, I say hello to my pillow. Like, yeah. <laughs> i I'm so happy. Yeah.
1: That's triggering me right now. I know yeah. you don't feel that way. No. because I no. love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, God oh, darn it. I'm here. I have to shut my brain down. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's a whole thing too.
1: Yeah. It is.
0: It's like torture to you.
1: Oh, oh no. What do this we whole need? conversation's triggering me. I'm sorry. Ashley has to put up with the every night. Oh. I'm like, and then such and such researcher, like every, everyone's going crazy over sleep hygiene because it's a fancy word. We've been talking about this for Forever. years. I know. We <laughs> just don't have a fancy name.
0: <laughs> really, that's what it is. It's Ooh. pissing me off.
1: More of the story. Get a fancy name.
0: Get a fancy name. You
1: just got to sound smarter. Mm-hmm. We need to sound Imagine smarter. Imagine if we actually
0: started walking up to people now and saying, so how's your sleep hygiene doing? Yeah.
1: Well, that was just my... <laughs> You were there, too. You know, that was my experience in corporate around culture stuff right. and leadership like stuff. Right, the new buzz. People love to throw out the, the fancy terminology yeah. to sound smart. And you're yeah. like...
0: Okay, just ask me how I'm doing and sleeping. Am I getting any sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mm. we can end this.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't get out of it. Uh, okay, shout out to those times you're heading home from some kind of get-together party dinner and you're like... Why did I say that oh, thing? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Because I didn't think I had social anxiety. Is there a fancier term for oh, social is there anxiety? New, is
0: there a new social <laughs> listener? I feel like <laughs> We're we gonna hear something from PhD level here.
1: <laughs> and I don't, I didn't think I, I don't think I have social anxiety. Anyway, mm. I. Or I, is
0: it overthinking social anxiety? Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> Lately, every time I leave an interaction, I'm like, oh, oh that say? thing I said, why did I mm. say that?
0: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I hate that. I haven't had it in a while, uh-huh. but I know clearly when I do, and I get that little pit in my stomach.
1: Yes, because you're like, I can't erase it it's there you forever. You can't. I've been trying to just, just then give you have myself... to figure
0: out do you let it go or do you do anything? That's a whole thing, right?
1: There's another part. Yeah.
0: There's <laughs> a part, there's a part too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Whereas you just go to bed because you're so happy about I'm your so pillow. I'm <laughs> sitting there stewing over it. But I was like, just trying to give myself grace, they're probably not thinking about that thing Very I said true. as much as I am.
0: I do feel like sometimes the thing that is like screaming at us is often not screaming at the other person.
1: Because I, I think we talked through this one recently. I went back. It was one of the situations I went back is like, yeah, I said that thing. Like, sorry, that was weird. And they're like, oh, but I don't remember you saying right.
0: that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and here you were like, really? Yeah. No,
1: validate my sleepless yeah, night. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we we love to have personality grapes and talk talk about things here. But it have, awareness of others is a thing. I like it.
1: Also not a thing <laughs> depending on the situation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of course, I mean obviously years and years like way way back, you definitely see a lot more awareness of others. Even just someone
1: mm-hmm. walking
0: past, right? Awareness of others. There seems to be less awareness of others than there
1: there ever used to be
0: than there used to be (laughs) it drives me a little nuts yeah because i'm like just notice the space you're in and notice who's next to you and what's happening around you
1: i don't even know where to start sunday i have so many experiences every day where this happens and i'm really mad about it
0: i think that i'm just gonna say this it is important as a parent to try your hardest to teach this and because if if leah Does has a moment where she, uh, like I saw her walking the other day where she was not aware. Mm -hmm. And right away, I walked past her and said, hey, by the way, somebody just walked into you and you bumped into them. By the way, just say, excuse me. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know it. So I do think that you have to help sometimes raise. So maybe that's part of the problem too, is we're just not calling it out. I don't know. I'm just saying, Steve, make sure to do that to Lucy, okay? I'm on
1: it. (laughs) Got it. I did have that yesterday at the gym. There was, I think, probably middle school boy walking toward me. I could tell him like, oh, he so doesn't even see that I'm walking toward him. Let me just do a test. I'm going to keep walking and see what happens. Yeah. Because normally I'd be, that's the other thing. It's uh, It, it kind of sucks to be the one who's aware because then you end up doing, putting yes. all of this work in it's for exhausting. other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go mm-hmm. around him. Like, I'll get yeah. out of the way. And I was like, no, I'm always the one who gets out of the way. Oh. We keep walking. And he did. Sunday, he went square into me. Not like a shoulder, like our shoulders bumped. Square, straight into me, straight head on. It's like... Not blind.
0: He wasn't looking at his phone?
1: Not looking at his phone.
0: Walking with his head up. He was like, this is my lane.
1: (laughs) I mean, at first I was like, wow, uh, respect. Yeah. (laughs) Like, then I was... No, he just totally did not notice that there were other humans. How do you room. think
0: you get better at being aware of others?
1: I don't know, Sunday. Just not like, look
0: at your phone? Like, just look at people? I,
1: I'm stumped by I it all, too.
0: I really care about this topic because I do think if we live in a world where we are not aware of others, it's pretty sad.
1: Yeah, well, you're right. We should do an episode on it where we get into more. Because those are both physical examples where it shows yeah. up but as we know like yeah. it shows up so much more yeah or in worse ways in emotional intelligence or situational awareness of others and yeah. their like wh- where they're at yeah. what they're experiencing
0: yes so we should but on the person running into you know I'm going to say one more funny thing mm-hmm. when I was in Sweden they walked on different sides of the sidewalk or at least we thought Actually, I can't even remember now. All I know is that Cynthia and Leah and I were walking and there was this woman kind of power walking. Mm-hmm. And she gave us a very strong signal with like a, an abrupt hand, like whoosh, whoosh, like told us to move to this side.
1: Uh, yeah. And it
0: cracked us up because yeah. it was just a very serious move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not moving you need to be the, sh- be the one to move. And we were like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, like, you know? yeah But I think it was a little unnatural. I do believe it was like the opposite side of what we might, which uh-huh. was what threw us. Anyway, I was very aware of her.
1: <laughs> so I know you're really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? You can say that, yes. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> I'm just thinking Ooh. about it. I'm like, am I, I'm
2: deathly scared of it every time I step on the mats. Do I love um, it? And sometimes I hate it. Like uh, yeah. this past week, I hated it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you said, well, you said to me before, I thought it was interesting that even in parenting, that's kind of like been a cool thing because it's scary, because it's hard. Like it's something that you like your kids engaging into because it's kind of builds resilience. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Yeah. I know it, it It does. It's uh, There's not a lot of things that I would say challenge me and put the fear inside me that it that jujitsu does not sure rebecca told you about last week but we got graded so graded means that our our black belts come in they observe us and then we get promoted if we are good enough to move up to the next level so a few of us got new belts i moved from a white to a blue which means that i should be able to Uh, hold my own against anyone that comes into the gym that's brand new non-trained i was tough like i was nervous for the whole week yeah i knew i was gonna get shark tanked and when it comes to shark tanked, it's like you're fighting 10 people consecutively for three minutes each round with maybe like 30 minutes a minute in a break and i was thinking about that and i was thinking my back is gonna kill me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why am I doing this again? For what? Um, I'm not trying to be a champion here. <laughs>
1: uh, why are you doing it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, no, it's it's humbling. I mean, a lot of things, whether it's work or whether it's competitive sports, always like, okay, let's win, right? Let's let's do the best we can. Let's let's achieve something that puts us in a better position. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is not like that, actually. Like, I you spend your first year learning and being humbled. And by humbled, I mean you will just constantly get smashed, loss after (laughs) loss. And it's about showing up, knowing that you're not going to win every single class. And after a year, year and a half, you lose less (laughs) or less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually you start to see the small wins and then you start to build that resilience um, and it starts to leak in, in different capacities at work, uh, in your personal life. Um, and then you start to kind of yearn for that fear, like that, that, uh, force that pushes you, uh, back into that really, really dark place, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I,
2: I feel like I'm not selling this well, but, uh, something that, <laughs>
1: No, I think that's cool. Yeah. We, we just keep uncovering the layers of Des. I know. We got, people weren't seeing this, but. Your background has some of your shoe collection. We got on. We we're like, oh, we didn't know you're into shoes. Are you like a hobbyist? I feel like there's more and more every time kind of learn another thing you're into. Are you kind of a hobbyist type?
0: Are you hiding anything else? What are you
1: hiding? <laughs> I'm
2: not, oh, I don't have much for hobbies besides martial arts and shoes. I used to be really into music. So
0: oh, the white guy. Yeah.
2: Our, our thing was... We would travel the world and go to concerts and it was it wasn't just in a genre a specific genre of music we would listen to everything from mm-hmm. alternative rock and mm-hmm. heavy metal to hip-hop
1: um hmm. have you guys seen the new theater in i think it's in vegas it's like the big glass dome and they project on it have you seen this no nope. i epic. really want to go to it it's like the, the whole venue is just like a glass dome, I mm. guess. I'm not sure if it's glass or not. Do you know, Desmond?
2: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if it's glass because I. I would imagine people would try to <laughs> break <laughs> it, right? Maybe break it's it. just so, like a projected
1: hologram. It's it's just like they can put backgrounds on the whole yeah. sky, but it's in the desert, so the backdrop is the sunset and the desert.
0: Wow,
1: it looks so Beautiful. cool. Yeah.
0: So, have you done? Did you, have you both traveled a lot and seen a lot of concerts?
2: Yes. So yes. we've traveled to you know, Texas to go see Radiohead uh we've traveled well, I've traveled to Japan to see a Japanese rock band, which is a a whole other experience by the way, because Japan is a whole different type of culture and mm-hmm. and norms are different, so just lighting up entering the the concert, the Coliseum, and then exiting was just super
1: orderly.
2: It was like the most orderly exit from a concert with probably more than 10,000 people that I've ever.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Keep going. Yeah. What else? Where other place?
2: I've been to Vancouver, Toronto, a whole gamut of, of spots in, 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 uh, in the States, Vegas, LA, um, I've been to a hip-hop concert called Rock the Bells. So that was in San Bernardino when they still were having Rock the Bells concerts. It's like mm. a hip-hop festival, so they would have all the classics, uh, classics because I'm old. <laughs> Lauren yeah. Hill, Nas, Wu-Tang, Raging East Machine. Like Those are our classics
1: everything.
2: now. <laughs> absolutely everything. Well, that's cool.
1: yeah. well, we're gonna start where we start with everybody who comes on as a guest. You're not quite a guest, but. It's the first time the coaches have come on, except yep. Dana. She she came on what two times two before times, that. Yep. Um, so, I want you to share your first job that you ever had, and it's of course it's your choice, but I want to know the very first job if you remember that. So, <laughs> my
2: first job, which my friend convinced me to apply for, and then I got accepted, was a place called Consumer Contact and so they were a market research firm and what we did was we would cold call people so we would have this screen imagine like a computer dos screen so there was no mouse and it was just text had the had had the name and then had the number and we would dial the number and then just question would come up and you just ask some questions and we would we would have like a five Mm -hmm. or six hour shift and i think i worked three to four days a week and i just needed some money to you know yeah spend whatever kids spend on right movies yeah video
1: games Uh, snacks all
0: the stuff your parents are like no
1: yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing Uh, just like uh, random surveys (laughs) random surveys like what
2: kind of food do you like eating why what what restaurants do you go to to what type of cigarettes do you smoke and why is branding important to you and so you know those surveys would actually range from a few seconds because I would get hung up on a lot, or they'll
1: just start swearing. And <laughs> this is, and then this is why it, Desmond became a coach. He's <laughs> he's just so good at question asking. From this right. DOS prompts, <laughs> right?
0: It started there, <laughs> right?
1: Um, okay, yeah. and then where? Like, give us give a summary version of your career path from there to now. Mm-hmm. What what all have you done? Was it a was it a straight path were there kind of unexpected twists and turns?
2: It was unexpected, and there was an arc, like a story arc in between. <laughs> <laughs> so uh my parents were very strict, so getting out of school, they were like, you need to either be a lawyer, doctor, accountant, something in finance i was not I was not good at any of those things i was I definitely didn't think I was smart enough for any of those things. So I kind of gravitated towards business, and again i'm I'm terrible at math. so at that time. I'm like, well, I want to do business. I didn't want to do anything in arts, and there was this new, um, a new curriculum, and it was called supply chain management. I didn't know too much about it, but uh, I went in for a quick seminar to understand what it looked like, and and again, it was a new type of industry to get into, and uh, I decided to take the leap, and uh, I took I, got into school for it, and my first co-op job. Uh, was working for a construction company called Leadcore. So in Canada, they build industrial construction projects, they build hotels, a whole gamut of things. And uh, that led me to working in various industries. So I never really was like, hey, I want to work in this specific industry or this specific experience. I just, Mm -hmm. it just kind of showed up. Um, I worked, yeah, I worked for oil and gas, um as a But you
0: did the same thing in different industries. I what I mean true. is like around the same thing.
2: It was so supply chain is such a broad term, right? So yes, supply chain is. can range from, you know, materials management to buying things to managing contracts to category strategy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh actually if I step back a little bit, my first actual supply chain job was unintentional, was working in a warehouse. So okay. <laughs> I worked in um it's a place called future shop i'm not sure if they have the, these in the states but it eventually got bottled by best buy but i would you know work five shifts a week and i would just unload pallets and i'd be picking up tvs going up ladders putting those tvs on the shelves and doing that for eight hours
1: so i love that i i had a job where i had to get a forklift driving license once <laughs> And this wasn't, like, high school. This was post-college job. Oh, nice. (laughs) And, yeah, I remember thinking I was, like, driving the forklift one time. this very skinny lanes between stuff. Mm -hmm. And I ran into a big stack of, like, very expensive (laughs) automobile parts. Oh, no. And, like, knocked some of it down. And I just had this, what am I doing? Like, how did I... How did I get here? I became an engineer and now I'm driving a forklift. That's kind of
0: fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It does.
1: But it always reminds me of those clips that are about, like, your parents have no idea what you do for a job because you say Mm -hmm. supply chain Mm -hmm. and people who haven't been in that world are like, what What? does that mean? (laughs) What do you do every day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I... I still don't think my parents know what I do. Right, <laughs> your, your
0: kids definitely don't. Okay, I, but yeah, but fast <laughs>
1: forward. So supply chain to now you're doing what? Like how did, what's, what does that span look like?
2: So what that morphed into now is more vendor management. So companies would spend millions of dollars, sometimes billions of dollars in contracts um, and they, they would see value In those relationships or the value deteriorates they don't get what they want and what the vendor signed up for and they signed up for and so i've been focusing on um, the transformational piece of that so many organizations especially around our area they're not very matured in those processes and those competencies so i've been kind of been that person to go into organizations to say what are we currently doing in that function and helping them transform to where they want to be in vendor management so it's been really interesting work actually because i get to uh i get to see things through a consult consultative lens business transformation lens, a strategy lens and also an operation lens so um yeah and when i think about it like vendor management doesn't sound like very sexy i can see your expressions nope. and you're just like, nope. Nope.
1: <laughs> but when i say
2: business transformation consulting you know, operations mm-hmm. and strategy, that's my jam. Yeah. Uh, so I just gravitated towards this type of work right now. So That's mm-hmm. cool.
1: And then how'd you get into coaching?
2: Wow. Yeah, this is, uh, this is going back into the archives. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I worked for a company called Roll.Shell, right? Um, and I loved working there. And one of the big reasons why I loved working there was their leadership. And I didn't know what coaching was until I started to build some relationships with key leadership uh, at that organization where they would have really interesting conversations. They, They weren't necessarily giving people bits of what they should be doing to be successful, but they were very inquisitive and they were very empowering. And I got to know that as coaching. And so as I worked more in that organization, I started to notice the types of conversations that leaders would have. And it wouldn't always be coaching. It would be some mentorship, some management, some leading, some coaching. And I just gravitated towards the skill. And I started to pick up on it and use some of those questions that I overheard through conversations when I became a leader in another organization. And uh, it was through a conversation with my wife at the time as well. And she said, you know what, there's actually some certifications and qualifications you can get in this space you should look into it there's a there's an awesome school called royal roads it looks like the x-men mansion and she said x-men mansion and i'm really <laughs> big into marvel and i'm like okay i gotta
1: check that. this place though. sign me up you you get there and you're like so what We're are we here for X-Men. again <laughs> yeah. what's your superpower <laughs>
2: So, yeah, I went to Royal Roads, uh, Google it. It actually looks amazing. It literally looks like the X-Men, uh, School of the Gifted. Uh, and I went through a week of training with people that are just amazing, super accomplished uh, individuals. And uh, I just caught the bug. I, I found myself coaching way too much though when I got back. And Mm
1: -hmm. and (laughs) you do got to love that about new coaches. They're just constantly asking you questions. You're Mm -hmm. like, stop. Yeah. 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 I was, I was coaching my
2: team and they're like, just give me the damn answer. I was coaching. He's like, What what the heck are you doing? Right.
1: (laughs) I'm just empowering everybody in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I'm glad everyone gets to meet you because we realized, um, you know, a lot of the listeners and audience out there haven't met or interacted with some of the coaches at greenhouse. So I know today we're talking about personal brand and uh, Sunday, I think when we've talked about it before, you've been talking about it on the podcast. So it'd be interesting and fun to hear a little of your experience around that Desmond, just in your career, in your coaching, and we can get into maybe some, some tips around it too.
2: I'll be honest with you, Steve and Sunday, I -hmm. never really paid too much attention about personal branding. But when I actually mm-hmm. think about the topic itself and you just ask the question, I just think about who I've been for the past couple of years and who I want to be and how people perceive me to be and their lived experience with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I think about that, I think about kind of the newspaper headline of if people were to talk about me when I'm around, out, outside of the room, what mm-hmm. are those things that they recognize?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Another key piece, I think, is like, what's authentically me? Because personal brand is something I believe is kind of deep within. It's how you behave and your personal values. And then also how you, again, showcase what you're good at, what you're made, motivated uh, at, what you do uh, in the organizations that you work in. And so it's curating that into mm-hmm. something that's digestible, whether it is a conversation at a you know, wedding or, uh, you're at a networking event and someone's like, Hey, like, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. And you're able to give that elevator pitch of, okay, this is who I am and what I
1: do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it, feel similar. Like my experience, I, I never knew personal brand was a thing. Until and I've noticed that with people, sometimes it takes a little while in your career to realize, Oh, I have to know how to talk about myself. Mm-hmm. At first you're just stumbling through, you're doing what you do and you have no idea how to talk about yourself. Maybe some people learn that early on, mm-hmm. but, um, there is, I had that same experience where at some point I realized, Oh, I, I need to think about how I show up in different conversations mm-hmm. or when you need to you know, talk about yourself.
0: I remember one time I had somebody come into my office and they said to me I said what what brings you in you know and he, he said to me I have realized that I have a horrible brand I loved that he just started and he was like that's where and so he was like how do you actually can you change your brand. I was like, well, do you want to change? I was like, really, what it comes down mm-hmm. to is, like, w- tell me why. You know, it was just interesting because it, that you, it almost is two different questions there um, that it was, it was asking. You can't just, it's not just some words on a wall that you change. You actually have to do the work of changing the brand if you want people to perceive you differently. And so first, of course, he was admitting, I haven't been the greatest leader. -hmm. Yeah. And he recognizes that. And so he's like, what kind of a leader do I want to become? And then how do I, how do I, how do I change that? How do I let people see me differently? Mm -hmm. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. And for some people, you have, you just want your image, how people perceive you to just like just look at my good work. You just want the work to speak for itself. Mm -hmm. But people don't see your work. Right, sometimes they don't. That Mm -hmm. that was when I realized it. Like, well, just let the work speak for itself. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not how life works. No one sees my work. And by the way, the few who do is not the general population of who you have to um, present yourself to or have a... It it is an odd... I'm kind of with you, (laughs) Desmond. Now that we're talking about it this way, I'm like stepping back going, wait, this is a weird topic.
2: Yeah, I mean, how comfortable are people... Talking about themselves, right? When asked,
0: so uncomfortable. Actually, I feel like
1: because the second we even say, "Oh, presenting yourself," I actually felt cringy Ugh, inside. Yeah. Like, oh, so what? Yeah. It's we're telling people to yeah. put on a fake, you know, like uh, fake it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, you're not.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I've been thinking about a different approach on how you could get that from someone, and there was mm-hmm. a question my leader has asked me before, and you did this during carpooling. Um, it would be what is the thing that you think everyone should know, or what is the one thing that you know that you believe everyone should know. Mm-hmm. And I think that question sparks some self-awareness and is just a different way of approaching. Mm-hmm. What are you good at? What is your style? Mm-hmm. and we you know in the car carpooling with different people. They're like all about answering that question because it's it's just yeah right.
0: Why do you think people come to coaching for Brand?
2: I think that they are striving for or striving to crystallize and market themselves or crystallize something to market themselves to um, to the outside world. Usually it's folks that are looking for a specific career path or or role, and they need to uh, put themselves out there a little bit more. And this is almost a necessity in uh, in in today's size society, especially with social media right now, where you can find things you know on various social uh, apps like LinkedIn. It's very much like not just your resume. It's how do you attract people that you're not seeing face-to-face across the world in roles that you might really want. Right. And I think that personal brand is super important, especially in the in the online space.
1: Yeah. Something standing out to me already in this discussion is personal brand can have baggage with that phrase. Mm-hmm. And especially a lot of our listeners, they want to be authentic and real. They hate promote, self-promotion. I mean, that's mm-hmm. another huge coaching topic we get. And so they're afraid of even that word sounds so fake and self-promoting. And I think because at least for me, I get this image of speaking of LinkedIn, somebody who hits me up on LinkedIn, who the second you see their, their picture, you're like, they're so fake (laughs) and they've like just doctored themselves up and all the letters after their name, and they're trying to look like something so cool. And, um, And so it doesn't have to be that is my point, like personal brand and, and projecting what you want to be known for doesn't have to be this really, um, maybe annoying or fake thing. It can actually be a really genuine, um, just sharing who you are, what you do. We were just talking to a greenhouse earlier today who's struggling with, he's a generalist and he's kind of a unicorn. He can do it all. And that's always what he's been valued for in his jobs. And so it's very hard now that he's in a job search to tell people what he does because <laughs> he talks to a new company and they're like, what do you do? And he's like, a little of everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, so you do nothing. He's like, no, <laughs> actually a little of everything, you know, and it's true. That's actually his value. But that doesn't that doesn't help the person on the receiving end understand mm-hmm. him at all. No. So it's not that yeah. he's being fake to give a personal brand. It's that he's be- actually being more clear.
0: hmm yeah. yeah. What I find and I have a question for you Desmond is that we live with ourselves. So it feels like I should know I should know me <laughs> and yet I have a really hard time many people struggle feeling like well how do I say it in words how do I and yet they live with themselves. So it feels like it should be so natural but it's not. It's interesting. So I was going to ask you how how do you help pull out from people? Mhm. <laughs> who they are?
2: I think how I've approached this was, I've given the tip for my coaches to ask others how how they are perceived, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's their loved ones, uh, their colleagues, uh, their previous leaders. I think that's that's really good feedback to share because I I believe that. that you can do all the great things in the world, Mm -hmm. And I I believe of something called the presence model. I'm not sure if it's like an actual standard leader model out there in the universe of business, but it's really around like, what's your, what's your intention Mm -hmm. and what's your behavior? How do you show up in that intent of with that intention? Mm -hmm. Then what are the end results? Mm -hmm. I believe if you're living your true values and your true intentions, then people understand what you're putting forward and, Feedback is the best way to get that. The other day, I asked my kids actually, um, <laughs> "If Daddy wasn't in the room, how would you describe?" <laughs> oh, and I was like, with your "And I was like, oh my god, what what is going to happen?" Right. So I, I said, "How would you describe <laughs> to someone else what your daddy's like? Good or bad? Okay, good or bad."
1: <laughs> uh, right. Sorry, no, no. That this was is really already... good,
0: Desmond. This is was... <laughs> that's good. Because I think yeah. most of us think of it in a professional place, but I really like that. you. I want to ask my kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that approach for, good for the work thing. Mm-hmm. Asking others, they can see it more clearly, say mm-hmm. it more clearly. Yeah. But yeah, even asking kids is a good idea because they, I've done that with my daughter was I've struggled to articulate Greenhouse's brand and what we do. I'll always ask mm-hmm. her like, what do you think I do for work? Mm-hmm. And her answers <laughs> either, I either clarify that, our brand, our brand is not at all clear mm-hmm. because she's like, I don't know, or she says it so simply that it just cuts through the clutter. It's like, oh, you help people figure out their jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I could never say it like that. Yeah,
2: I mean, kids are, they're they're uh, they're very candid. They're very honest, right? They see the world as it is, especially with my kids that are you know five, eight, and ten. They, they'll just say it how it is, Dad. You're silly. Or, Dad, you like to eat. You play. You like to play a lot of video games. I'm like, thank you, right? But that <laughs> translates over to the workplace as well. Some people may think about themselves and say, I'm not good at anything. But have have you tried to get some feedback? And sometimes there is that aha, hey, what I thought of myself was one wasn't actually how I put myself out to be. And people mm-hmm. are viewing this way. So whether it is uh, something that you can work on or something that you can celebrate and say, I think I'm on that right path, or I need to make some tweaks, so.
0: Any thoughts on when people are trying to rebrand, especially careers? I I feel like it's a tough one. They're known for one thing, but they're trying to change that thing.
2: Yeah, my, my gut would be, for what? So why? What's the why behind that? Why? Why are we rebrand? Well, why are you rebranding? Um, what was wrong
1: with the brand before?
2: What? What was missing?
0: <laughs> Mister philosophical over there? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it is a relevant topic, though. With so many people being laid off right now, and we what we see a lot is somebody is trying to shift pivot to a different industry or a different kind of company where. Yeah, they have to kind of figure out what how they translate, how their skills translate
2: yeah. um,
1: to a different space. And that can be a tricky place to do to to share your personal brand, but a place where it matters a lot.
0: Or or something they were amazing at and everybody knows them for, they no longer love. They're like burnt out on it and dead there. And they they're like, How do I How do I shift it towards something else? It's an interesting conversation with people when that's what everybody seems to know them for, but they don't want that to be what everybody knows them for anymore.
2: Yeah, I think there requires some level of self reflection. And I like asking questions like, what gets you pumped Mm -hmm. Leading into the eight hour workday? What is something that you could do all day, every day for work and you would be happy to do? And I think you start to peel back the layers of things that they could maybe set as, hey, this is where I want to be eventually. How do I build that brand? What are some things within that thing that I like to do that are very transferable from what I've done before? Mm Because, you know, roles and like job descriptions and stuff like that, they don't have to be one-to-one to to the next role that you're going to take. There are some things Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, process improvement, building strategy, leading people that are very transferable, maybe in a different industry. And it's just kind of picking apart those that interest you and you're good at. And
0: yeah. Yeah. If you were to tell our listeners just like where to begin, if they were just like, I've never really thought about this concept before, Mm -hmm. where would you tell them to begin?
2: Talk to a coach. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's true true (laughs) because then we help tease it out it's all on
1: you desmond (laughs) all the personal brand coaching is coming your way ready
2: (laughs) i would say start with some self-reflection um think about your beliefs and values start drawing a list of what you're good at Uh, what are accomplishments that you're proud of and get some feedback from others. I think that would be a good start to, to getting some information and lead you on that right path.